so I, I watched this movie that got an Oscar. Um, it's a horrible movie. I don't know if we want to discuss that or if I just want to talk about it. That two strangers meeting or whatever, two distant strangers. Yeah, I didn't see that. That sounds like two. That sounds really deep into the Oscar movie bag, like the ones that typically won awards but you've never heard of before. That sounds like that. But let me tell you, I didn't even know that it was up for the Oscar. So my homegirl hit me up was like, "This nigga was on CNN talking about like this is a must-watch because of it's written by like a black man or whatever, and it's whatever." So she watched it, and then she hit me up like Saturday night was like, "Look." I don't have nobody else who I can get to watch this. Please watch this. It's horrible. I'm like, no, nigga, I don't want to watch it because it's horrible. She's like, please. It's, you know, some, somebody's yeah. like, oh, this shit tastes nasty. Here, taste it. Yeah. Or smell this shit. Like, I'm like, no. She says, it's only 32 minutes. Just watch it for me. Just to make sure I'm not tripping. Shit was horrible. So I'm like, why the fuck did you make me watch this movie? She's like, I don't know. Then the Oscars came out, and I see that that motherfucker <laughs> won an Oscar. I'm like, oh man, this is some bullshit. So is this? So I, might, I just might just mention it in passing. Then is it a compliment? I don't think anybody has watched it. I didn't even know. Huh? Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know the movie you're talking about. It's on Netflix. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Oh, two distant Mi- strangers. Movies were fucked up all this year. But is it a compliment or is it an insult to be the friend that people reach out to? To say, hey, try this. This is horrible. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the Mikey things. Like right. he'll eat anything. So I don't know if it's. So was Mikey sweet? Was Mikey sweet or not? Was it sweet to be Mikey? I, I'm, I'm pro Mikey. Mikey with the shits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, need, you need a Mikey on the team. You know what I'm saying? You can't have a team of all Mikeys. Oh, absolutely you not. You need one. You need one. But unfortunately, the Mikeys are probably niggas like DMX and Black Rob. Them niggas is definitely probably Mikey. Oh, fuck it. I don't know. I'll try that shit. Right. Mikeys don't live long. They don't. Remember, they said Mikey was dead, but then he popped up. And people were like, oh, Mikey lame now. Boom. I kind of wish he would have died. Bitch, I'm a gold. Better dead than alive. You keep on asking for pictures and videos. You do the most. Oh, yeah. Staring at the blank page before you. Open up the dirty window, let the sun illuminate. <laughs> Cause she's a runner, she's a tracer. She gon' take that dick when it get hard. He fuck her all night on them damn bars. He put her straight to sleep, then he use a car. I said big bang, bustin' out the Billy Ben's bigger. A yay, a yay, a baka baka, you have to baka baka, black for baka baka, black for baka baka, black for baka baka. If it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. If he ain't got no money, then he gotta get the fuck. Cause if it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. If you ain't got no money, then you gotta get the fuck. You got the work, you got the, you got the shit, you got the, you got the work, you got the, you got the shit, you got the. Cause these rich niggas throwing paper. And it's time for the twerk delay. I'll wait. <laughs> Alright. Welcome to the All Due Respect. This is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, uh, be sure to, uh, you know, let us know you like the podcast. Uh, write a message actually we do have we do have a um a new comment let me pull that up real quick one moment it should already be pulled what up. a blessing you never i just remember hey 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 just remembered it happened so i'm gonna read it real quick and show our appreciation this from the homie too yeah let me pull it up real quick 
Oh, just dead air. Hey, hey, it's coming. Here it is. That's All right. This is from Jay Blanks. Um, Jelly versus Jam is the title. First off, dope pod as always. I'm just upset with the disrespect all over the word displayed, uh, all over the word displayed for Apple Jelly, LOL. Would, to help you out with problems spreading jelly, you have to take your fork or knife, stir it up, then apply it. It will spread easy AF. Y'all fellas keep doing what y'all do. Um, Black Power Fist. Thanks, brother. We appreciate the, the comment, and we appreciate your listenership. Y'all should follow suit with this young man and send a message. Um, let us know you like the podcast and might give you a t-shirt or something. This is episode 133. Join. Even though he's wrong, right? So like to oh, spread jam, okay. to spread jam, you don't need instructions. You just put that shit on bread and spread that shit. Jelly requires additional instructions, additional steps to make it spreadable, which is what makes it trash. What with the white voice? What up? Hold on, hold on. It it gotta be jam because jelly don't shake like that. What is that backwards? I I was just waiting for somebody to say it. But. Yeah, I think it has gotta be jelly because jam don't shake like that. I apologize. Uh, five thousand Northside, Florida. It's your boy J Joe. <laughs> <laughs> if you kiss me, if you kiss me, then I'll kiss you back. When, first of all, there's a lot of things going on right now. All right. So, first of all, I would like to apologize for not podcasting last week. Um, whose fault was that? I don't know. Who was it? What, listen, Chef, was it you? No. Mm-hmm. It, it might have been. It might have been. I mean, there's a 75 percent chance that it was you at any given week. But anyway, so people were hitting hit me up like, "Oh, it's 420. I know y'all doing the high podcast. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait." And then I realized that the niggas on the podcast be capping. Uh, I apologize how cap heavy we are on this podcast because niggas really be talking a good game the week before, and then when it comes up, niggas like, "Oh no, just get." Hide by yourself and watch Met the Man and Red Man and do your own thing. So I apologize for the uh, absence of the high pod, pod. But then I thought this was going to be the high pod, right? So I sent a group message and it was like, hey guys, are we going to do the high pod uh, tonight? So my nigga Chef was like, why not? So at that point, I was like, all right, can I get a collective yes from everybody? Uh, I didn't hear anything until I took it edible. And then this nigga 5,000 said, yeah, not me. So here we are. <laughs> this goddamn edible then kicked in. Wood with the white boys trying to join me. He hit in the pen a couple times. Uh, Chef, have you taken any uh, drugs at all? Are you lying? Because it seems like you're lying. I'm lying. I, I'm, hey, I know you haven't. And you're the nigga that gassed me up. So. Damn. <laughs> Currently, you ain't got the lie, Greg. You ain't got the lie. Currently, I'm the only uh, high nigga on the podcast right now. I'm sorry, so. man. I, I didn't know you was going to get into it right away. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't know. Um, but to to, but I was very high last last fourth last week on 420. It was 
So my nigga gave me this shit called sorbet I've never had before. Because, I mean, you know, I'm like, like, it's like ice cream, but without, um, without the ice or the cream. Right. Huh? So he gave me the, the sorbet, um, which is a strain of weed. And I was so, oh. I was so fucking high. I was high to the point. Apparently, I was just screaming randomly all, all throughout the night. And my wife was like, What's, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, why you keep on screaming? And you moaning. I was like, man, I don't know, man, but I'm having great dreams. This weed is a vibe. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm not having bad dreams or nothing. Like, I just think, I think the weed is just taking over my body and I can't control it. So you didn't so preface that with saying that you were screaming in your sleep. Right. You were saying you were screaming throughout the night. So I was oh, in my sleep. That, in my sleep. That you were just walking around yelling. But okay. <laughs> no, no, I was asleep. So I was asleep the whole time, and apparently I was like just screaming out randomly in my sleep. So shout out to Sorbet, man. You all right with me? I don't know what the fuck. That, like, doesn't, so, but that doesn't sound like a positive experience. It was. It, it was. I mean, the thing is, I don't remember doing any of that because I was asleep. But I mean, I remember. I slept. I thought I slept pretty well. I thought I felt great before I went to bed. Only problem is the munchies was aggressive because I. I went to Arby's bit like and that that ain't normal. Arby's is good. I got me a Jamoka shake, nigga. That shit. I forgot how good that shit was. Not, never had a Jamoka shake. I've never seen that on the menu. You never seen the Jamoka shake on the menu? That's a shit. I don't really drink shakes. Not that I don't yeah, like not, shakes, but I just know. In the shake. Yeah. Oh, cause it's cause creamy. I just don't order the shake. <laughs> for, for me, I think cause it's creamy. No, I was talking about Jake Joe. He don't like creamy shit. The entire oh, white, white, creamy. the entire oh, consistency family of creamy. You don't fuck with. No, see, uh, you don't fuck with creamy, no. man. No, I don't fuck with white and creamy. I think it has to do with the dairy content or the heavy cream content of some things. But um, some things I do like creamy. So you don't like sour cream on a baked potato? Not at all. What do you like creamy? Why did you ask me that? Because it kind of opened yourself up. Because I like, like, I like, I do uh, like some I like, creamy. I like, right. So like shrimp and grits. I like my grits creamy. No. And shrimpy. And gritty. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of getting high on 420, so uh, I thought we were going to do the high pod, and I didn't have any drugs. But luckily, I ran into uh, a pod of mine who had these things called shorties. He just got back from Denver. So they're pre-rolled uh, joints, and um, yeah, don't smoke the whole thing. But I knew that because it's the same time I had one of the shorties. Um, but I smoked a little bit more than half, which got me high, high uh, to the point where like my mouth was throbbing. I've never had that before. Um, uh-huh. Right. Um, but yeah, I was getting high, but it was it was deliberate. Uh, I tried to watch Red Redhead Man. Method Man and Red Man. Yeah, go hit me with the ding. Um, but I was so high, I ended up uh, falling asleep for a little bit of it, but I woke back up. It was still going on, and I guess we'll get into that later. But yeah, my 420 was, uh, yeah, it was, it was weed-induced. So it was cool. Right on. Uh, what else has been going on? Anything past week? Any highlights? Nope, nobody cares. Let's skip that part. 
fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a quick pod, friends. Like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. yeah, let's go on nip that one in the butt there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is what happens when people are late to do the podcast, even today. Like you was out getting burritos, so here we are. We got we got to take parts out because of late people mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I was late, y'all, so I'm sorry. We, we ain't going to find out what happened with everybody's week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about it later, though. Anyway, so um, so we, we're, about, we're behind for sure. We missed last week. So um, updates. So they um, came up with a guilty verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial last week. We missed that. Um, responses, like, were y'all surprised about this? Or, I mean, I was... Um, given the, just given like the the going responses we've seen over the past uh, our lifetime, so I, I was I was pretty shocked by this. But um, what did y'all think? Um, I don't think anything about this was surprising. Um, I figured he was going to get something. I didn't think he was going to completely get off because he that was some that was some blatant shit and. The news cycle is in such a such a place right now where there all we could really do was focus on that, right? So I don't think they were just about to let that go and let him get off. So I wasn't surprised. I, I was maybe slightly surprised that he was guilty on all the counts. I thought he would have got off on one or two, but he got got. I was not I was not surprised by the response from colored people. I was not surprised by the response from white folks. You know what I'm saying? There are still some people that side with. Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever the fuck his name is. There are motherfuckers to this day that still sour because, you know what I'm saying? So that should let you know that we still have a large subset of the population that's still trying to explain that situation away. And I don't know on what on what planet, in what city is what happened to uh, George Floyd okay. You know what I'm saying? But there are people that are defending it. And you realize that some people, they're just not going to get it. You keep trying to have a conversation about race and, you know, winning hearts and minds and making people understand. But we're at a point where some people just don't want to understand, you know, but not a surprise. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I picked up the trial somewhere kind of in the middle and I was watching it. And I felt like the prosecution laid out a pretty good case. A couple of times I kind of cringed because I felt like maybe they laid out a little bit too much and left themselves exposed because you only need one juror to um, not believe in what you got going on and it fucks up your whole case. So it it ended up working out, but a couple of times I was like, man, this shit got kind of crazy. Even, especially at the end, I don't know if y'all watched, but um, they called back one of the witnesses. Um, like They recalled him, what they call it, a rebuttal witness or something like that? Because the, uh, the last witness for the defense had tried to imply that maybe he died from carbon monoxide poisoning. And the judge said flat out, he was like, if he brings up anything about the lab results, because the lab results hadn't been introduced in the evidence, and it had not been put before a jury, he was like, if he says anything about the lab results, this shit is a mistrial. Like, right. I'm telling you right now. And then um, they asked the question, <laughs> and the dude was like, 
Well, if you look at the results from Hennepin County, but he was talking about some other results, but right. like the defense immediately like called for a sidebar. I was right. like, oh, he blew that shit. But <clears throat> it ended up working out. Every, everybody thought everybody thought they fumbled the bag at that point in time. Like, oh shit, nigga, we gotta go to a recess. <laughs> like <laughs> the drug about I mean the uh, the judge about to go in the back, smoke some meth and come out and be like, fuck this shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought he had fucked it up. But uh <clears throat> it ended up working out, so I was I was glad about it. Um, I'd be curious to see how the sentencing phase is gonna go. People thinking <clears throat> he'll get like a low sentence or whatever, but the prosecution is gonna ask for aggravating factors, and I don't really foresee him getting a low sentence. Like I don't see how you could give him what's the minimum like ten on one of the charges. Like I don't I don't see how you get his motherfucking ten years. I think he got at least at least get 20 years at least but i i think based on circumstances he's probably gonna get more so i'm kind of like y'all I, I mean i hope for the best but you know i was prepared for the worst uh, i think i said it on this podcast before like at this point like i'm i'm no longer surprised i, I did the whole uh i think it might have been the trial after trayvon uh, i can't remember which one it was when they were like, yeah, not guilty. I'm like, yeah, from now on, I'm not even going. <laughs> I, I ain't put shit past no hope, as they say in Florida. Um, so, I mean, again, pleasantly surprised. You know, it doesn't bring him back. I still haven't. I've, I've never even watched the video. So I didn't watch the trial. Um, because I just try to protect my peace and some things you can't unsee. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want that in my mental. Uh, so I, I never watched, like I said, I never watched the video. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, hopefully, I don't know, maybe this might bring some sort of more, some sort of more, some more accountability to these, uh, police officers when they do fuck shit, but who knows? We'll see. I, I didn't, to be honest, I, I didn't get that vibe. <clears throat> what I got, maybe... I'm just being pessimistic, but I wasn't. But what I got was we're not going to see as much effort by all these businesses to placate us with caring about black folks. Because, I mean, I feel like they ramped up the killings. Like, they ramped it up immediately. The cops went right back to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that day, um, Micaiah Bryant was, was killed um, by the police. Um Anthony Brown was killed in that same time frame by Elizabeth City cops. There was another one. What was the other one? I think earlier that week or the week prior, the young man in Chicago was killed. Why are we lumping Makia Bryant into that group? Because she was killed. I was gonna do that. Because um, she was killed by the police. Like, and and I've gone back and forth with this. I mean, just based on the circumstances. And I will say, ultimately, this she was put in a terrible position by adults that were supposed to take care of her, and the police didn't make it even make it any easier. Um, I will. So you also, have, okay. So. You, no, you have to explain that more. You can't just say the yeah. adults put her in. So, what so do you mean? I mean, because... So what happens? So, I mean, for people, let's say nobody's right. seen this video, I don't think, no, think none of us know really what happened, but based on what we saw, uh, 
and what we've heard at this point, and this is based on just what I saw and what I heard, and y'all could like fill in the blanks if I'm incorrect. But um, so Makaya Bryant was a 16 year old uh, child that was under foster care of some adults in where they, Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. She had a disagreement with her mother about clean doing clean up the house and doing her chores. Her her other foster sisters, well, apparently they're older, but they don't live with them anymore. Um, she had them come to the house to try to set her straight, give her some straightening to some degree. They come to the house. All bull, all sorts of bullshit ensues. Apparently they said Makai or somebody called the police. When the police get there, there's an all-out riot at the house with the adults there. Father was her step or foster father was there, the mother was there. Um, they they're part of the bullshit. Um, I think the father the father kicked somebody or tripped somebody, did some bullshit to somebody. Police come, try to calm the situation down. Makai at this point has a knife. She lunges the knife towards one of her one of her foster sisters, and she gets shot by the police um, as this happens. Is that? Am I missing anything? I yeah, she she okay. lunged at a, a first person first though. The the dad she did, somebody else. Yeah, she, the first person that fell was her, but as the person was falling, the father or whomever that is comes behind her and tries to kick that person in the head. She attacked one person, and when that person fell, she then went on to attack the second person. Oh. Okay. That's why the first person fell. Ah, uh, I see. So, Chef, why did you say the parents put up? Because they were there, man, and they weren't parenting. Like, mm-hmm. the whole situation is, like, I mean, if you're a child, and you're being taken care of by people that's supposed to take care of you, they need to be responsible for you. They need to be responsible for how you move. Um... And what's done in turn and their care should your care sh- as a parent should go the way you care for your child go, comes first in my opinion. There was neglect in this situation. Like they weren't doing their part. Like <clears throat> I mean the fact that this, this girl someone had to call the police tells me enough in and of itself. Like y'all can't handle y'all own shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because in my opinion, finish my finish my opinion. Yeah. I don't believe in calling the motherfucking police. Like the police don't do, they ain't for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even if I got robbed, I'd be really slow to call the police. I'd be like, oh, shit, let me call the insurance company. I guess I need to get a report from the police, but I'll call them the next day when, when it's daylight. I don't fuck with the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, I don't think they're here for the good. I think if you bring the police into a situation, it's going to escalate naturally because we're black and they're looking to fuck us up. So I, I just think it's always a bad situation. And I know my first thought was, why did this girl call the police? I told I told my daughter, police ain't ain't worth a damn. So I was like, you don't fuck with the police. You like I'm the police. If you need some help, you call your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's just my opinion. But I feel, but even still, she was a kid, so like I, I can only give you, I can only go in on you so hard because you a kid, and I have to give children grace because they're children. Um, but in general, like I'm blaming the adults because their adults are supposed to be adulting. And adults are stupid. Adults fuck up. I get it. I'm an adult, but they didn't do their part. You know what I'm saying? That's just my that's the, that's my feeling. Um, the cop did. I'm not gonna. I can't defend the cop. <laughs> and my soul won't let me do it. I don't fuck with that part either. I understand like the other girl's life was subsequently saved. 
that's what the only thing that makes sense to me. But so, so what, one second. So, are are you saying that you don't fuck with what the cop did because you don't fuck with cops, or you don't fuck with what the cop did because you felt the cop did something wrong? I I don't fuck with cops. Okay. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'll be honest about it. Like, I understand that the other girl was saved because because she was shot. But then you wonder, like, was there another thing that you could do? Like, I remember we saw a few weeks ago in Atlanta, there was these niggas fighting in the Atlanta airport. Cop came through with the taser and went to work on all five of them niggas in, in a matter of seconds. So it was like, what, what, did you do your best? Like, did you go through the, like, was this the best result? Like, shooting the, shooting the girl four times in the chest? Like, so... So here's my thing, right? And I'm not trying to defend cops in this in this particular light, but in this particular discussion, one of the things that keeps coming up is, well, the cop could have tried something else. Why didn't the cop try this? You know, why didn't the cop try that? Why did he do this instead? And I can't help but think, how did we arrive to this fucked up situation in the first place? There are two people or individuals that are already in a in an argument. Why didn't you do all of these steps, all of this de-escalation, all of this conversation and all of this type of shit that can de-escalate these things? Why didn't you do that? But instead, we called the police, somebody called the police and put it into the hands of a nigga who, to be, to be very frank with you, the cop's job is not to solve your problems. The cop's job is not to even be a mediator for you. The cop's job is to protect life and protect property. So... Why do people call them for things that that's really not their job? You know what I'm saying? Because we, I mean, chef, I'm like you. I don't want to call the police because the police are coming there to do something. They're coming there to take somebody to jail. They're coming there to fuck somebody up. They're coming there to shoot somebody. They're coming there to like stop the situation definitively so they can go back to doing whatever the fuck they were doing before you called them, which is typically not going to be in your favor. You feel me? But we got to learn to do all of these steps that we want cops to do, go through these fucking 12 steps of grief and all of this type of shit before they talk you down. We expect them to do that, but we won't even take the first step to, to like trying to do that sort of like moderation. I mean, we saw the video of Miami International Airport. I mean, like why the fuck are we fighting in the airport? It's just nobody wants to do the work on their own side. <clears throat> yeah, um... To Wood's point and kind of to Chef's point, the cops, they don't really diffuse situations or what have you. Um, they kind of have the one-track mind that somebody did something and somebody's going to atone for that. And I mean, that's kind of where the term tell it to the judge comes from. <laughs> like, you can plead your case to the cop all you want and they'll just be like, tell it to the judge. And so, I might have told this story on here before. Once, um, one night, Coming home, I saw this dude. It was dark out. I don't recall the time, but it was like fully dark. And this dude, he was like walking around. Granted, I don't know everybody in the neighborhood, but he didn't really look like he belonged. I don't know. You know, he might have been under the influence of something. I don't really know. So I was driving by. I observed him. And I was kind of torn for a half a second because I'm like, damn, he really looked like he's doing something he don't have no business doing. But my only recourse would have been to call the police. And I gone through this whole scenario in my head, like the cops are going to come and fuck him up or worse. And dude might not be doing that. Like he might just be having a bad day or 
this girl got on his nerves or something and he decided to go for a walk or whatever. Like as I watched him as I was passing by and then in my rear view as I passed by, like he wasn't like peeking in people's cars or nothing. So I just kinda like looked down, notated the time, you know what I'm saying? I noticed whatever cuz had on and I was like, shit, if I hear something about it tomorrow, then I'll say, Oh yeah, I saw this dude walking around or whatever. But I didn't want to potentially put him in a bad situation. Um because I would have forever felt bad about it, you know, kind of like uh, the dude who took the the twenty dollar bill at, at the store where George Floyd was at. So, um, I can't necessarily say I agree with what the cop did, but if and this is just a word I picked up on while watching the trial. If I try to put myself in the shoes of what I believe a reasonable police officer to be and do, I think he acted with based on what he had. Like, I don't know where this case is going to come, like what it's going to come to, but I don't I don't really I, I would say I'd be more surprised if they take some kind of action against him versus the other way around. Um, you know, at least. Just in a handful of seconds, we see at the beginning of the video, he walks up, hey, what's going on? He's trying to figure out what's going on. Then um, the young lady comes barreling around the corner with the knife. The first girl hits the ground. I don't know if she made contact with her or she tripped or what happened. And I had to watch the video several times because when um, the young lady goes and starts running back in the opposite direction i thought she was fleeing so i'm like well damn why he shot her and she was running away but after i watched the video a couple of times and then once i saw the still shots i was like ah she was not in fact fleeing she was running towards somebody else to attack them and he said get down get down people are saying well he didn't say drop the knife to me that's kind of semantics you know tomato tomato he was given an order I'm assuming he pulled up in a marked car. I'm assuming he had on a uniform. So, you know, whatever, you know, you knew it was the police involved. Um, that was something else they mentioned in the trial. They were talking about use of force. It was like the very first use of force is your presence. Like, cop shows up with the uniform on, you know, you're kind of expected to stand down or whatever. So, it's very unfortunate. Um, that she lost her life behind that. Uh, but, you know, also to Chef's point, many other people failed her along the way. And the dad who's trying to kick the fucking other girl head off her shoulders or whoever he was, you know, he he got blood on his hands as far as yeah. I see it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> shit, he really lucky his ass ain't get shot. Like, I mean, <laughs> right. he, I mean, he was out there in the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's ridiculous, but I don't know. Oh, I ain't got nothing. I, um, it's another, no, it's one of those things that I was like, man, I'm not, once I saw the debates on, um, should the police have shot her and it was coming, you know, you know level-headed people on both sides, right? I've heard both sides of the debate. I was like, I'm not even going to get into it. Again, I'm I'm protecting my peace with this uh, pink full moon, you know what I mean? So, 
I was gonna let the niggas have this one. Uh, like right after George Floyd, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I, I sounds like y'all y'all handled it. So moving right along. But in general, I think that's a good rule of thumb. I mean, cause summer summer ain't even here yet. Like motherfuckers in lost say motherfucking mind. And so it's like I think you gotta take heart and just and, and you do gotta protect your peace. Like because like all all I've gathered honestly from the George from the Derek Chauvin verdict is shit gonna ramp up. So you just you gotta do what you gotta do to maintain your shit, you know what I'm saying? And maintain your peace. So I, I agree with that. So um yeah. So speaking of peace, it's more bad news. So rest in peace to Shock G. Like I think say death comes in threes. Um I wasn't expecting this. Like, did any of y'all hear what happened? Or you're not gonna say Black Rob died, right? right. You gonna right. do that in sequential order? Oh yeah, we missed. Oh yeah, we didn't. No, you, that. you, yeah, you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, rest in peace to Black Rob. Rest in peace to Shock G. You said it with um, attitude. Oh, yeah, right. rest in peace yeah, to Black right. Rob. Yeah, whatever. With an attitude, yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> I I didn't say it like that. Chill out. Anyway, rest in peace to yeah. both of them. Death comes in threes. Um, I know we just, um, celebrated um, DMX homecoming, homegoing last um, last weekend. You don't get no but, day. <laughs> but yeah, so um, man, love this podcast, y'all. Man, like it's been a real run. It's been a good run. <laughs> Anyway, it quit because right. of the <laughs> Fuck this that's shit. What did, that's what did it. <coughs> I have to sit here and take this shit. Right. Anyway, yeah, man. So, um, rest in peace to both of these um, legends. Still young, young, young men. I think uh, Black Rob was like fifty-two. Uh, Shock G was fifty-seven. So, she's she's fucked up. Something about that that lifestyle in them eighties and nineties. Hey, boy, it's taking niggas out. Thing is, I, Shock G looked like a health. Like I don't know if his mental was straight, but I was watch. I watched a like a binge watch. There's a bunch of his videos on Instagram. Like he looked like a healthy dude. Like, but he was he was sound he was sounding kind of off though. Could have been. Cold I don't bad. know if it was. No, so all right, before we get into Shock G, all right, let's give Black Rob his due because he didn't shat all on Black Rob. So shout out to Black sh- Rob. He did. He shat him. Um. So Black Rob. So. Black Rob holds a special place in my heart because uh, for, for some of y'all that, that know, I am a member of Cap Alpha Psi, um, the Alpha Z chapter at FAMU. So at FAMU, uh, when you're online, there is a song that you get your uh, ass whooped to, right? So it just so happens that our song was Woe by Black Rob, right? So, um, you know, we would just hear that song every night when we got our ass whooped. But the crazy thing is, and again, uh, people that don't play it probably don't understand this. <laughs> like, you kind of fall in love with the song that you get your ass whooped, right? Too, right? Once, once you cross. <laughs> so, the lucky thing was is that he ended up coming to the Kapaluau the same year we crossed, which was like, nigga, talk about synchronicity and all that shit, the planets align, whatever you want to say. That nigga got up there and did whoa like 
seven different times. That nigga did woe in French and Spanish. I don't know. I think that's the only song the nigga had at the time. But when I tell you, nigga, we turned up. And even when me and my line brothers get it together now, we still, you know, that's one of the songs we always play. So song you get your ass whooped to is woe. So it kind of hit me and my line brothers a little differently than maybe somebody who was just maybe a casual black rock fan because, it, you know, he he that was a part of, you know, us coming together. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it just was kind of weird and real sad or whatever, especially after, right after DMX or whatever. So, shout out to Black Rob. Um, also, which is fucked up in my, like, my mental because I have, like, a dark sense, not even a dark sense of humor, it's just where my, just where my mind goes. Somebody texted me, like, damn, Black Rob died. And the first thing I wanted to respond was, like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't because not everybody gets my uh, dark sense of humor. I know the niggas on this podcast do. Yeah. But I didn't because it is a sad thing. But I, uh, I definitely wasn't expecting none of this shit to go because I went for like the last two minutes. So then uh, after that happened, um, I saw a lot of stuff on the internet. Of, and uh, the guy from Very Smart Brothers, is that is that what it is? Yeah. Very, Very Smart Brothers. Uh, a nigga in Pittsburgh who actually used to go to my first Fridays in Pittsburgh. Shout out to him. We'll talk about that later another day. I told him he couldn't wear his T-shirt because I was throwing Cosmo first Fridays parties. But now he's blowed up, so shout out to him. Anyway, um, kind of got into the whole, uh, is Puffy a vampire? Um <laughs> Everybody from that era that was on Bad Boy uh, really isn't doing well. You know what I'm saying? So you have, um, I mean, you can go down the list, you know, 112, them niggas ain't really doing too hot. I mean, you got Slim, he's around here singing, I don't know, fucking birthday songs to on, on that bar mitzvahs and shit. Uh, I mean, you have the, the biggie that's passed. You've had uh, Sean go to jail. You've had Loon go to jail. Uh, I don't know if Mace is a is a pro or a con, but you know Mace is Mace. <laughs> he had to be a preacher. Um, shit, he ain't good. Um, he didn't have to be a preacher. He decided to become a preacher. Uh, it's just um, a lot of people that I think the only person you might say is okay is Faith, but then they're like, well, she got to deal with fucking Stevie J now, so. I don't know. They they were just saying, is he the right person to be talking about like people owning their own shit, blah blah blah, when he's built his empire on the backs of all these motherfuckers? Craig Mack is dead, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, man. What, what do y'all think about Puffy? Is that nigga a fucking? I think he's a businessman. I mean, he's just a businessman. Like I, I. I've seen this argument, and I will say he's not like a great guy, but what I will say is he, he ran his business like any other white man. Any, yeah. <laughs> but is that yeah. cool? I'm just saying. But, I mean, are you but the okay thing is, that? But the thing is this, like, am I expecting... It sounds like some wood shit. Oh, oh, anyway. It's not like, am, should I expect you, if you're my black boss, should I expect you not to, like, take advantage of me as a resource and, and get the most out of you out of me as a resource or should i expect you to treat me equitably because we're both because we're both black i don't expect that like i just i 
I expect you to treat me like an like an employer treats an employee. Like if I go to McDonald's and the in the and McDonald's ran by a black lady, I'm not going to expect her to treat me any better. I'm going to expect her to treat me like a, like a fuck nigga, just like the rest of everybody else. Like, so he was getting his money. And I will say, I'll go into this later, but, but, um, but I will say he was just doing what any other white man did in the business. Like he, he created the same sort of contracts, want the same sort of cut like anybody else. And he got very rich off of it. Like there was no pension playing at bad boy. There was no uh, permanent health care like like that that makes to make sure like if Black Rob had all them strokes he would be taken care of. Black Black Rob didn't work for him no more. He didn't care about him. Like he didn't have any sort of drug treatment. Like he wasn't looking out for his people like that. But when they signed that contract, there wasn't nothing said that that would happen. So it's a fucked up situation. But I'm not expecting him to be any better than any white man just because he's black. Like that would be. That would be setting myself up for failure. I don't, I don't even know why we're comparing him to white man. I mean, Barry Gordy walked so Puffy could run. Like, we don't need to go to the white people to have this motherfucking discussion. You know what I'm saying? But, right. um, but then I look at it also, like, but that was also Puffy's business model. Like, Puffy didn't, outside of Big, Puffy didn't have the most talented cats on the label. And he knew that. You know what I'm saying? He would take a cat who was less or, or a young lady who was lesser talented, R&B singers or whatever, and put them into the bad boy machine and they would crank out motherfucking hits. That's just the situation of it. But once they get outside of the bad boy machine, do we expect them to have the same level of success? Maybe, maybe not. Some people are talented enough. Some people are not. You know what I'm saying? But that's the music game. This isn't a bad boy story. This is the story of music. Like, how many motherfuckers do we know in the music game where they got into the game and this shit just spit them out? Like, they get in. Watch on song. Happen every right. week. Right. I mean, that, that 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 right there. There's an entire series based on, and let's not, I mean, and we're talking about, like, flawed vocalists. People who really can't rap, but they just grew up in the same neighborhood. Like, this shit happened to niggas like the debargers, you know what I'm saying? And these motherfuckers are talented. So you know goddamn Toto don't stand a motherfucking chance. Black Robin stand a motherfucking chance. You know, that's... It's like you just shat on Toto and Black Rob. I Rest didn't. I didn't. I yeah. fuck with Black Rob. Shit. I, I fuck with Toto, but... Listen, Black Rob could rap a little bit. He rap- he, he, this, he, this, this kind of reminds me of, like, when I was growing up, uh, I guess probably, like, on TV, I don't think I ever knew any like real real rich wealthy people but it's kind of like oh man uh like you might hear about a celebrity or something like why doesn't insert celebrity name here take care of their cousin that's struggling or whatever and then as you get older you realize that the shit is just not necessarily that cut and dry now y'all know i don't keep up with celebrity shit so i have no idea if black rob slapped puffy in the face one day or what you know what i'm saying it might be a reason quote unquote why Puffy ain't look out or whatever but sometimes it's not just always that cut and dry you know what I'm saying it could be some shit that happened behind the scenes or something and then also to the point that Chef made like sometimes a nigga just look at it like hey I paid you for services rendered and that's it I don't have an obligation to take care of you forever because you have to draw the line somewhere otherwise people just keep coming back keep coming back you'll so, go broke Right, but it's also a difference between, like, you're working for, like, uh, an honest pay, right? But it's also, if 
motherfucker, a motherfucker is robbing you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might have signed the contract. Niggas didn't know shit about 360 deals. Like when fucking Snoop signed with Suge. Suge was buying this nigga's cars. You know, nigga have 13 cars, but no money in the bank. You know what I'm saying? So if you give a nigga's fucked up Barry Gordy deals, then that's what you stand on. So I don't, my thing is, you did what you did. Say, I did what I had to do to get rich, right? I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I fucked over niggas, blah, blah, blah. But I don't need you to be the fucking spokesperson for like black people ownership and we gotta, white people need to do right by us. Well, you ain't did right by us. So that's my whole thing. Like, oh, you don't need, oh, you don't need to be the spokesperson. Like, nigga, I like, agree with that. Right. Like, it's cool. Like, you, it's not cool, but you did what you had to do to get where you are. So I don't, Nigga, you throwing stones from a glass house. That's I think that's what the biggest issue is. Like, yeah, you you sucked all you could out of these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And you got rich by it, and now you're rich. But you also did that on the backs of other motherfuckers. I think that's people. All. I think people. Where's the band? Where's the band at? Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ. That was a uh, band. I think they're walking the juniors right now. Oh man! Yeah, the band, day twenty six, and uh, what was Danny that girl called? Danny Kane. Was bad. Danny Kane was talented too. Yeah, I, think I like him. There's church talented, <laughs> and then there's talented, talented. So there's talent show talented. Right. <laughs> I, love, I love him some good church singing, but yeah, man, I forgot he did all that shit. Didn't he make like day twenty six have like a, a end of the road off? Oh, yeah, he definitely had a, a, a R&B yeah, battle. Right. You know what else he made? Fucking money. That nigga got paid off that shit, boy. Right. I, I mean, can't nobody fuck that, out that shit. Right. I love I mean, that show. But everybody's doing bad. Like, nigga. Some people just feel, I mean, but we, we even know people like that on a micro level. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they might come up with an idea or something. And normally, people like that that we know. They didn't even come up with the shit, but they just took the shit and ran with it, or maybe they had that one hookup that you didn't have or something. You know what I'm saying? Like we, yeah. <laughs> we all know somebody like that. And Diddy just is on a fucking macro level because he got a billion dollars or whatever the fuck he got. I got a question because this made me think. I was thinking about this shit last week. I was having this conversation. Do you think niggas like you need? Well, I say. You think people have the have have sold their souls to the devil, like like in certain cases, like they've like literally sold. Cause I was thinking about I was thinking about Diddy. I was thinking about how shit ain't been that sweet. I've been thinking about Bobby Brown, and I also thought about Kanye West. And I was like, man, these niggas' lives post their big successes have been kind of fucked up in a way that like I feel really really bad for them, and I'm wondering what they like. You sell your soul to the devil, nigga. Like Bobby Brown's kids have died. He lost his wife. Like his, he had all sorts of health ailments. But that nigga was like at the top of the world in 1989. Like Mr. King R&B. He was. And then I think about Kanye West, man. Like I saw this video. He was doing a freestyle, but he said how he sold his soul to the devil, and the crowd was was like screaming and cheering. I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck did you just say, nigga? And I think about all the shit Kanye West been going through, man. Like he lost his mama. Like he he became like wildly famous, but he became a billionaire. But lost his mind. Like to I be, I don't think nigga. I don't think niggas like prick their finger and like sign their name on the on the evil scroll. 
where uh, where does one uh, sell or sold at? Like eBay. But but I don't think I don't think Kanye did because he's all. I mean, one of his biggest hits was Jesus Walks. I don't say one of his biggest hits. But one of his hits was Jesus Walks. I um. Oh man, life is just funny, man. Life is a funny game. Uh, it's just kind of. I mean, I do believe in karma. Uh, so selling yourself, to, selling your soul to the devil, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? But maybe doing some things that you probably shouldn't have, and the shit coming back to haunt you. Maybe you know what I'm saying? But who knows? So I, I'll say yeah. I'll take devil's advocate. Um. Is that a pun or like a double entendre? That's probably a double entendre because because the amount of sacrifice that it takes to be great, you have to sell a piece of your soul. Like nobody, Uh Uh nobody on this planet. I'm feeling it. Take your time, preacher. Think about anybody on this earth, man, that is truly like great. They had those same sort of instances with family, you know, losing themselves friends so on and so forth you know what I'm saying like we're kind of regular people we'll have a kid or we'll get married and you know we'll be like all right I'm about to go take care of my family I'm about to be around my loved ones because we found happiness without necessarily chasing money fame or that particular that particular zenith of accomplishment but you got people like Kanye they're chasing something that doesn't have anything to do with you know I'll call it the trappings that we're looking for they're not looking for like you know yeah, I, I got kids and all of this type of stuff, but I'm trying to be this. I'm trying to reach this particular height, you know what I'm saying? And that's selling, I mean, that's selling a piece of your soul. And what is it in the name of? Is it in the name of greatness? Is it in the name of fame or whatever? And if you want to compare the Bible with it, money and fame are trappings that we're not supposed to be drawn to. We're not supposed to want to be famous. We're not supposed to want to be rich, but that's what we all want to do. That's what Kanye probably originally wanted to do. I want to get paid. I want to make money. That's what all these rappers are doing. So they are moving to something that is not necessarily of God, if you will. And they're selling a piece of their soul to get to that point. So while you, there may not be a physical demon asking you to prick your finger on a piece of paper, metaphorically, that is selling your soul to the devil. Mm, that, that's a great way of putting it. I couldn't agree. What's that verse? What What does a man gain if he gains the world and loses his soul, man? Yeah. That's real. Yeah. I think that shit, that, that, that kind of makes that shit go full circle. Yeah, any of y'all watch that Rough Rider Chronicles on BT? Nah, I, I need to. I, that I, shit was great. I watched it this Sunday. Like, they go really deep into DMX. I didn't realize, I mean, you know his story, but like all the shit that he was dealing with internally in the name of fame. Like that shit, fame is a motherfucker, boy. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that for me or anyone really. Hey, that's, that's Mark 836, that uh, Bible verse. We do it with all due respect, Bible study every Thursday. <laughs> Live. Live on Clubhouse. Right on. <laughs> you know, you know, get this clubhouse off. Boy. One day, yeah, right on. So, um, so yeah, we um, JJ was brought up earlier, but uh, they did have the Red Man and Method Man for twenty verses, and I gotta say, for me, definitely enjoyed it. Like I, I'm a I'm a Method Man fan. I'm a definitely a fan of both of them together. So, 
I thought it was great. I was like, these niggas is high energy. It was like a concert to me, weren't anything, but definitely enjoyed it. What about y'all? Did y'all see it? Um, any critiques? Not, I mean, you can't really critique Method Man or Red Man because being somewhat rough around the edges is the whole shtick. Um, it was good, man. Like you said, I, what the main thing I noticed was the fucking energy. Like these niggas is bouncing all over the fucking place, and like they're interacting with each other. And, you know, it was good entertainment. You don't really get to see a lot of that today. It's like motherfuckers standing there talking jibber jabber on the motherfucking mic. It was just good to see them like having some stage presence, man. So it was it was a good show. I don't have any critique for it. I mean, I might go dust off the crates, go listen to some some more Matthew Red. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I more so enjoyed, um, like when they were bringing out like the old school rappers. So they brought out Keith Murray. They brought out, they brought out K Solo, which is probably before a lot of you niggas times. They brought out EPMD. Um, to me, that was, that was, uh, really the highlight. Um, I, I definitely fuck with the camaraderie, uh, of both of them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let the ladies tell it. Uh, both them niggas look good, uh, especially Meth. But Meth been in the gym. I saw something on uh, one of my Facebook feeds. A nigga work, like works out every day. So one time for health and wealth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's just good. Like I said, not like I said. Like I say, I'm glad we have these moments. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm glad we had the DMX Snoop moment. I don't feel the same way about that as I did them but you know like we'll revisit this like hopefully some some younger audience might have got put on to Red Man and Method Man um Red Man is one of the most underrated rappers of like all fucking time if you ask me Red Man is a better rapper than Method Man you know what I'm saying and if if you go back and check that man's catalog, uh, what is it, Muddy Waters? That's Muddy Waters a lot. Right. Some people consider that a fucking classic album. Method Man doesn't have a classic album, so it's just a. Ooh. It was just. I'm just saying. It's just um. It was good, just good seeing him being a, a a rap fan again. I was high as fuck, so I fell asleep at the beginning. Um, but you know, I uh, I came to and uh. You know, I, I enjoyed it, the the latter part of it. So, um, I really, I really, you know, I'm glad these verses. Uh, the white man is making these shit start on time again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Trilla is making this shit start on time. And fuck, fuck what y'all talking about. Before uh, Trilla. These shits would you have a fucking hour and a half lag time? You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, them two niggas fuck with each other. They told some good stories. Uh. And again, I was high as fuck, so hey, what better thing? What better place to be? I forgot that shit was coming on, so I had missed it. Do they do they uh have like the replays available somewhere? Is there somewhere you can go watch that shit after the fact if you miss it? I think Probably on Triller TV. You used to go watch it on Apple TV, but they're not on Apple no more. So I think Triller TV has its Triller has its own app or something. Yeah. Or at least website. I, yeah, I used to just go to YouTube, but I guess you can't do that shit no more. You might be able to. I don't know. I'll try. I know the next Versus is on May 8th, and that's going to be 
SWV versus Escape, and I feel like well, we talked about this already, but my vote never changed. S- SWV, SWV, SWV. Thank you. Um, gonna smoke them boots. Absolutely. Uh, and shout out to not Coco Taj. It's it's Eddie George's wife. We didn't talk about um, a lot of cool shit that's been happening at Tennessee State because we don't pod regularly. Uh, But Eddie George is now a Heisman Trophy winner. Ex-Tennessee Titan uh, Ohio State player. He is now the head coach of uh, Tennessee State University, HBCU, man. So Shout out to that. Uh, also, Master P son. I think that nigga's name is Hersey Miller. I think that's that nigga's name. I was like, did you think about no, that nigga, name? No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm dinging no, his, name. his name. I'm not dinging it because you got wrong. He gets a ding for that dumbass name. Oh, okay. Right. So that's not, that's not a good name. Right. Where did he even come from? I don't know, but his son is a, a highly. Highly recruited uh, basketball player decided he was going to go to uh, Tennessee State also, man. So just shout, just some random shout-outs to uh, Tennessee State HBCUs. And P was really big about putting – you sound like you seem like you're really big about putting Tennessee State on the map. Not that Tennessee State was a secret to us, but he's really into boosting the brand. So that's, that's what's up. Yeah, man. My homeboy um, – is an athletic director over there. My homeboy's brother, uh, Mickey Allen's an athletic director. Um, so he's doing big things, man. That all this happened within a year, man. That he's been there. So shout out to him too. I want to give a shout out to Fam you for trending on Twitter on Sunday. That was kind of funny. So Fam was just, Fam was trending on Twitter because I guess all these. All the graduation pics from students were going viral, basically saying like, "Hey, some good looking motherfuckers that go to FAMU." So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all killing it, looking good. That's what's up. Now, what what's been talked about is how these motherfuckers are doing full on fucking photo shoots uh, after they graduate. Like, like go back. I think it was uh, AJ on Twitter. You know, saying shout out to AJ said, "Go back and look at your college graduation photos." They were trash. Yeah, like your shit is on an ashy ass motherfucking Fuji film or something like that that you had to scan. Like, and it just looks stupid as fuck. You got dumbass poses. It's just three of y'all with baggy ass cap and gown on. Whereas these niggas are like splashing water up and they're catching the water just as it falls in the picture. Oh, Hella man. lighting and shit. One nigga was in midair, nigga, with like <laughs> an airbender, nigga. The nigga had a cane, like floating on one hand and like his diploma in the other, nigga. Like that shit. But that's, that's but that's just, but that's just, this generation's just been extra. I mean, you gotta look yeah. at, look what the fuck they do at prom. Like prom proposals? Get the fuck out of here. Like real <laughs> life, nigga. Like, like you really, man. like prom proposals? Proposals, I don't know if I'll even fuck my daughter going to prom to keep it a buck. Like, these niggas go hard. Um, they go too hard for prom. They go in so hard. I'm like, I'm going to fuck after this. I'm like, mm, you ain't going. Niggas spending, like, bread. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, like, Bugattis and, like, nigga, like, red bottom shoes and shit. Nigga, like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. So if you invested like that, like, what, like, what's, what you expect? Like, what are your expectations? 
it ain't just to go to goddamn um, City Walk afterwards. Uh, but guess, see, but that's that's see that see you're using our logic against their fucking world. These niggas probably spend all that money and like still go like as a fucking group and shit, nigga. Like, right? These young niggas don't like fucking. We've already established that. Like they not like us. They doing this all for the gram. They want imaginary friends to just hit like. They. Anything I did for anything was always for the pussy and all the head, either one. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's they're not in it. Remember, they were like, uh, Hooters is about to close down because like them young niggas don't like titties no more. Oh, like that shit happened like two years ago. Remember that shit? That reminds me. I so I I was listening. Um, I was no, I wasn't. It was a study. There was a study that came out that said. There's a few of them I read that I found interesting about these young niggas. One of them was young niggas don't like titties. They like ass now, which I, you know, which is not bad. I mean, I, I fuck with that. That's cool. But the other one was some, like, study out of the UK saying, saying like, a third of these new, st- of these students' goals as far as career is to be, a, like, an influencer, like a YouTube influencer, Instagram influencer. That's what they want to do as a career. Like create content. I mean, we never, we never. Uh, I forgot what the documentary was that we just talked about. Uh, it was on Netflix about the they just made some random people social influencers, like out of nowhere, just randomly. The circle. Uh, I don't know. You talking about that? Ne- talking about that Netflix movie? Yes, the Netflix movie where they took uh, the three random social, people. Hold on, I'm about to Google it. Yeah, right. I watched that. Yeah. Everybody should watch that with their child. Yeah. But anyway, so there's that one. Then there's also another one. Um, the social dilemma or something like that where they're talking I think about that, that's that's the one on that. yeah, so that. Th- there are two there's another one where they're talking about um suicide rates and stuff like that man because like the the suicide rates for teenage girls has skyrocketed because of social media you know that everybody is chasing likes and stuff like that and you know young ladies already have enough troubles when it comes to like you know body and self-image and stuff like that without social media. We all grew up with that and we didn't have nothing close to social media. So now they're seeing this and all they're bombarded with is images of like, you know, beautiful women all day doing the same way that we are as men and they think that they're supposed to look like that. And those that can't achieve that, like, they, a lot of them can't take it, man. Like, social social media is really fucking the game up, man. And it's fucking people up. But I feel like everything's cyclical, so I think that, like, at this point, we've gotten all so far to the fake that it's going to be a movement towards real again. And it's it's only going to take, like, one or two prominent people to be like, filters are fake or some shit, and then filters will go away. So, um, hopefully it's sooner than later, because right now we're at a whole... We're 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 full on full on fake right now. <laughs> we're uncharted territory right now. Absolutely. Like I saw this um <laughs> saw this chick post on Instagram how easy it is to make your body look different for um Instagram pictures. I feel like they all do this now at this point. I was like, Oh, everybody's lying. They all look like this. But the thing is we're lucky enough to know the difference between real life and Instagram, but these young niggas don't know. Like, like social, they were born into the social media age, which is a scary fucking thing. Like, 
you really do a lot for people who you don't know and you'll never meet, which is crazy, but that's life now. Absolutely. So speaking of niggas that we don't know, the Oscars uh, this past weekend. Uh, I, and I, I didn't watch it. Like I heard they had like lower than usual ratings, but it's it's been a weird year to me. Like, so I before the pandemic hit, my favorite pastime period was to go to the movies and just watch a movie and just have the whole theater experience. That that's my that's always been my favorite thing since I was like a, a little kid. So when they took movie theaters away, I guess some of them, are, I think they're opening back here. I think they've been open actually for a while, but I just, I haven't had the heart to go. Um, but the movie theater experience was a big, th- big deal to me. So I missed movies. I, didn't, I don't know anything about most of these movies that came out. And the funny thing is you can watch most of them on Hulu, HBO Plus, they're on Amazon. They're, they're available at home. And I haven't watched any of these movies. I didn't know what the hell they was talking about. I will say I was happy to hear um, about the winners. Like, uh, didn't um, Daniel Kaluuya won uh, Best Supporting Actor? Uh, I think her won um, Best Song. Uh, what else? Who else won? That was Black. So you know so, what's crazy? Uh, Daniel Daniel K and uh, your boy from uh, Get Out. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, Daniel Kluya is the boy from Get Out. Huh? Daniel Kluya is the boy from Get Out. And the nigga from Atlanta was in right. Get Out also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Stansfield, um, I think it is. Mackay Stansfield or something like that. Dan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for the same same movie. Which is yeah, crazy. somebody said the star was racism. Huh? Someone said the starring actor was racism. Nah, that's bullshit. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that <laughs> most of them. Did, did you watch uh, the Black Panther yeah. movie? So I, I don't know if I one of them it. was more of a star actor than the other one. The star, he, the star was really supposed to be technically Lakeith Stanfield because he was kind of the center point of the story. But so I don't know why they made him supporting actor. They didn't. That because, didn't make I don't know. I think it made sense. I think that they both probably. Uh, equally performed and had like equal equal parts. You don't think that you think the Keith's part was more than Daniel's? I think he was supposed to be the the lead in the not, not what's supposed. I'm saying in the movie. I'm saying. I mean, why? he's yeah, the, no, I he's the lead. Saying. I mean, technically, he is the lead. Lakeith? Yes. Yeah. But the funny thing was, but the thing is, did the y'all movie, like the movie? I liked. Yeah, it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And, and I, I watched it again. I watched it at night, like I did uh, that Beyonce movie, and I fell asleep. Yeah, so, and I thought yeah. Daniel K. As the JJ's already dubbed him, I thought he did an outstanding job as Fred Hampton. Like, right, his cadence and all of that shit was very he, was just like right. Job. It was just like Fred Hampton's, but it was off-putting just because I don't know Fred Hampton. So when a nigga talk like this, I'm like, sister. <laughs> But the what we gonna do? <laughs> what we gonna, what we gonna be at? But then when I saw like real footage of Fred Hampton, I understood why he did it. So I probably should have saw the real Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton before, <laughs> before you I made this thing. Right? Because I was like, why is this nigga? Why? Because it's all proper to the people. Like, like, like this nigga about to start speaking. He about to start speaking jive at any minute. Right, nigga. But I mean, 
Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again, so I'll fuck with it. But I'm gonna tell you what I don't fuck with. Are we done with this movie? Hold on, go ahead, Chef. You look like you have one more thing to say. No, no, I was it. So it's a movie called Two Distant Two Distant Strangers, right? That made history because it was like what was it? Uh, first black filmmaker to win an Oscar for live action short film. So my homegirl hit me, hit me up on Saturday. Was like, hey, I saw this filmmaker on CNN. It was like it's a must watch movie. She was like, it's horrible. It's the worst movie ever. I need you to watch it. I'm like, nah, I'm not fucking with it. It's like when somebody's like, oh man, this shit stinks, smell this shit. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'll take your word for it. It was like that movie that y'all made us watch with that toxic couple uh, a couple of weeks back. Malcolm and Eddie. Yeah, that Malcolm, was yeah, that Malcolm was, and Eddie dog. That was a horrible movie that everybody made movie. me watch. But I, but I identify with it. And again, because we cap on this podcast, we never went to Clubhouse and discussed it. We all argue with our, our wives, so... We argue? Argue. Argue is a word. Okay. <clears throat> I definitely... I actually watched that movie that y'all said to watch. And right. And 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 y'all, y'all were the two niggas that didn't show up. Me and Wood always show up, first of all. I was ready. What you talking about? Not the day of. Fuck you mean. Yes, I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, this nigga would wear short shorts. Yeah, nigga nigga ready for the way shorter than I expected. Hey, boy, <laughs> I just, I think it's part of his panties. Hard panties. Oh, man. Fuck, what was oh, yeah. So my homegirl was like, uh, watch the shit. So, yes, you get proud about this watch. So I'm like, all right, let me watch it. After I finished watching it, I was like, why the fuck did you have me watch this bullshit? Like, it was 32 minutes of like, man, I it's fucked up to me. I was like, man, that was a waste of time. It, it made my, it made high blood pressure for no reason, right? So listen, you're gonna have to watch it for yourself. So then, so then I'm like, this shit was trash. I was like mad. So then on, what was it, Oscar Sunday? Then I saw like, in my timeline, like, two distant, two distant strangers wins an Oscar. I'm like, what the fuck, nigga? How? It's some of the... It's, that shit is written like a high school motherfucker did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to give shit away, but... Nobody's gonna I'm going to give one part away. I heard some with Joey Badass. I heard about this movie. Right, so right. I didn't even know that was Joey Badass, right? But Joey Badass is the best part of the movie. Like, he... I would actually watch him act. Everybody... And the white cop looks like a real racist white cop. I'm not going to give away the plot just in case you want to watch this horrible movie that won the Oscar. But I'm going to give one part away, so spoiler alert. At one point, a nigga gets shot and he bleeds like he's bleeding out and it bleeds into the shape of Africa. Like, does that sound like an Oscar-worthy fucking movie? That's some shit that in high school you'd be like, oh, this shit would be tight. That if like he, if he's bleeding, he's going to bleed out, it's going to be Africa. Nigga, get the fuck out of here, nigga. This shit, it was, I don't understand who else was nominated. Maybe I have to see the other movies, because I feel like they were just giving a nigga some shit on this one, because this was not a good movie. Kind of like, I didn't I didn't think the, what was the movie where the black man was in Miami and he ended up being gay? Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. I I like the cinematography in Moonlight, but as a collective I actually story, like the Moonlight. 
it it was cool. It was worth watching, but I don't think it was Oscar worthy. So apparently, Kevin Durant and Mike Conley were the um <laughs> were the were the producers of that movie. Oh, which one? Two Distant Strangers. It's like it's probably Kevin Durant's idea to make that nigga blood into bleed into Africa. But go ahead. Nah, that that's my two cents. I just had to get that shit off my chest because that shit is horrible, and I need y'all niggas to watch it. Just I'm gonna watch it now because nope. um, Mike Conley from the crib, so I'm gonna fuck with it. And it's only 32 minutes long. Like you can get in and out. The thing is, I saw the. Yeah, that's a mixtape. Because it's supposed <laughs> to be like kind of sci-fi, right? Because I saw no, a trailer nothing, for it. Nothing sci-fi about it. So it wasn't sci-fi. Because I, I remember I saw the trailer I, for I, it. Listen, I wish it was I sci-fi. About it. <laughs> they tried to make it seem like it was sci-fi from the trailer. Okay, well, fuck. It sound like some old fuck shit, but it sound like it was because like Groundhog's Day, right? Like it's not sci-fi, bro. I don't, I don't call it, but I wouldn't say Groundhog's Day is sci-fi, but it's 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 kind of sci-fi. No, as a sci-fi aficionado, Groundhog Day is absolutely not a fucking sci-fi fucking movie, nigga. No, 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 it's not. It's a fucking holiday movie, ain't it? I don't know if Groundhog Day is a real holiday. Fiction, it's just more sort of fiction. Yeah. I feel like science fiction it's a comedy. Has to be with some sort of fucking space, maybe, or fucking some other shit. This wasn't no other shit. Fair. Okay. I'm 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 gonna check it out though. Just I mean But shout I'm, out listen, shout out to you. Listen, shout out to all the blacks who won Oscars. Shout out to you. Yeah, shout man. out to her, him, them. Vampire, no, I'm sorry, Menace Society? No, it was Boys in the Hood. 
Vampire okay. in Brooklyn was a vibe. She was looking good in that. You know what I'm saying? She was in some shit back in the 90s. I, I've always been a Havoc fan, so. Yeah, Havoc good. How'd you feel about when she was, like, fucking Billy Bob Thornton for real? Let's not go back there. Let's not go to that place. <laughs> why, why are you trying to inspire racism? No, I wasn't racism. They was fucking each other, and they seemed cool with it. There was a racial element to it. There was. So when I when I watch inter, when I watch my interracial porn, I I don't watch white men have sex with black women. Me neither, because it gets very racist. Not even that it gets very racist. I, well, you probably always the racist one. I'm just saying, just in general, uh, that that just doesn't cream my corn. <laughs> so so y'all say very racist. So is it okay? To be a little racist? Is there a threshold for racist? Or is it just very racist? I think there's always an undertone of racist um, given any sort of romantic interaction between two different races. There's something underlying that keeps it hot. You know what I'm saying? But then there's like a, a border that niggas tend to pass. Like when you spit in their mouth. Whoa. Or you call her a nigger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Call okay. oh, her a nigger? Wait a- Okay, never mind. <laughs> you call it her a nigger? What are you into? We talked about this on the podcast before, and Wood said that, like, when it comes to his fucking, you know, if we fucking, you know, the, you know, the barriers are down. So he's down with a white chick calling him, "Give me your nigger dick." He's he's with that. No, I make me fight you. I could, I could go for a slur. You know, she could slur me a little bit. No, you can't slur me. That's what you're there for. Quietly, that's what you're there for. A little yeah, slur. Yeah, right, you're right. Slur. There is, uh, to my point, there's always an undertone of the racism. But I'm like, we're here together right now. Like, we're already, the slurs are already happening. You don't have to add no fuel to the fire. I don't need no extra ketchup on it. Like, the ketchup but you, already there. But, but you might want a little hot sauce. You know right. what I'm saying? Hey. I'm just saying. I, I, Give me this cracker pussy. <laughs> Give me that nigga dick. Like you might want to, you might want to get there. You might want to go there now. Who knows? Would you, would you put up a stand? Is that what you? Is that what you make your stand, Chef? And say no, fuck this. Yeah, man. Like I'm not really down to down with the swirl. So it it would have it would have never happened anyway because you are like I said when you're starting off. Right. When you First crack time. it off, there's already underlying racism occurring. So you know. Have you ever been having sex and something was said to you to make you stop? Pause, not stop, but pause. Pause the process. Like, wait, what? So I, I, I do have a story. So Uh-oh. the night of the, the night of the brawl, the malice in the palace, um, was a Friday, and I was interning in Connecticut at the time. And I came to Florida for, or for Florida Classic Weekend, and I was staying with my girlfriend at the time. And she got a nice hotel and everything. It was cool. And I watched... What was a nice hotel at the time? It was like, like you know, it was in Orlando, so you know how they had them, like, resorts, resorty type joints. Comfort in. Not, not sleeping. Comfort in this weekend. Y'all disrespectful. It was nice. It was nice. It was like one of the nice like hotels that had like the jacuzzi in there. It was sweet. Like for the courtyard. For young niggas. Best Western. I think it was a Wyndham. The Wyndham on um I Drive. So um so you're staying there and I was like 
Go ahead, my man. I'm wild out. Okay. So we so we there. Um and I'm watching the mouse in the palace and I got and I was very upset. I was very sad of the whole thing because I knew our season was over and we were number one in the East at the time. So she's like, oh, man, nigga, fuck that game. I ain't seen you in X amount of months. I was like, let's get cracking. I'm like, all right. And I'm not really in the mood. You weren't and trying you, to anger? You, try, you weren't trying to give her the anger dick? You weren't trying to I wasn't angry. I was sad. Angry. Uh, okay. So was sad like, It's never good dick, yeah. but go ahead. It's, it's always bad. And I, but, I, but I wasn't soft. And she was like, well, you know we don't have to do this right now. And I immediately died. Like, you were just like, meh. <laughs> and that, that was the worst thing you could say to me, so... It completely fucked my mojo up. That was the worst thing she could say. Yeah, because it was just like, oh, you're not gonna be able to deliver anything, you sorry motherfucker. I was like, oh, you're right, man. That nigga, that nigga knew the Pacers was about to win. That year. <laughs> I knew, I did. I was real. I was like, I was sad as fuck. So, yeah, so happened. That shit crazy though. I think I feel like I saw the Malice in the Palace live, like. I was watching TV and I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's what happened to me too. I was like, are these niggas really fighting? <laughs> That's it out. When, when, when you see the crazy shit live, like when Janet titty popped out. Oh, that was uh, Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. When, when you question if that's a titty and you know full right. on well what a titty looked like. Is that a titty, man? Mouth watering. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I saw live. I was like, oh, that shit was crazy. That was live. Anyway, where we at? That was that's the dossier for this week. <laughs> right, but that's not taking our word for it. There it is. You rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. With all due respect, I feel like this message has been put on my heart because I've seen it multiple times all over social media. So I know we talked earlier briefly. I've I've probably said this before, but as far as how you live your life, you have to live your life just for you and the people you care about. Look on your own paper because we've, we've grown up in a time like we're we're in in a time rather where social media is kind of, dictated how people live they they focus on what other people have what other people accomplish what they've done how they look instead of just focusing on your own inner happiness and this is like a probably a recurrent thing because i just think it's important that you don't that you as in a listener you as in someone that you care about invest too much into what other people do there's no value in it the value of living is living and that's that's it like what you do how you affect others how you love all those things have more value than what other people do because it's not affecting you or the people that you care about so i'm just gonna say it again keep your eyes on your own goddamn paper with all due respect
with all due respect. Apple, y'all some haters. Um, so I don't know if y'all are aware, but Apple has now released something called the Apple AirTag. Uh, so what it says is uh, keep track of your keys, wallet, luggage, backpack, and more. All in the Find My app. Uh, so what it is, is uh, maybe two inch, two inches in diameter, a little round, little uh, metal piece of shit that um, you could put on your luggage or your bike or your backpack or the car of your fucking loved one who you want to fucking stalk and see where the fuck they going when they saying they going to the gym or they at work or some shit. I don't understand why Apple thought this was necessary. They knew what this shit was going to be for. Uh, so for the low low cost of $29, you can stalk your fucking loved one. That's what it's going to be for. Motherfuckers going to uh, super glue, fucking gorilla glue that shit on the inside of motherfuckers' cars because it has a battery that's going to last the whole year. A replaceable battery, they say, it's, it's, it's for a whole year. And you can just follow motherfuckers around. And I need you brothers and you sisters to know that this is a thing. It's out here. Uh, you can get it at Best Buy. Like I said, one for twenty nine. You can get a pack of four for $99.99. I'm not telling y'all niggas to go out and get one. I'm just letting y'all niggas know. I'm not giving a commercial uh, chef. I need to let you niggas know that it's out here. So you're not caught off guard. I'm just letting y'all niggas know. That Apple's on some fuck shit. They gonna be listen, listen. It's gonna be a thing this summer. You wanna be a hot girl? You wanna be a fucking hot boy? Just know that you're being tracked at all times. With all due respect. With all due respect, uh, nothing introspective this week. Um, we are on the eve of one of my favorite holidays of the year in the NFL Draft. The NFL Draft is on Thursday. It is not the week of my wedding anniversary. It is not the week of my daughter's birth. So I kind of get to just watch the draft this year without the pressure of those particular days. And it doesn't really matter what the NFL draft is, but it matters to me because it's a day where I kind of celebrate being a football fan. I watch draft day with Captain Costner uh, before the draft starts every single year. And as the brothers know, a tradition that started actually at my wedding uh, 11 years ago, I cooked myself a steak. Draft day steaks. Draft day steaks was born on my back porch. The day, nope, a couple of days before my wedding, two days before my wedding. Uh, so I've made a steak for myself every year. This year, I think I'm going to do something tomahawk, bone in, something like that. Something real fancy. You got to go hard and go home on draft day. But it's a holiday for me, man. I hope all you draft nicks out there, football fans, will enjoy the draft. I hope you have a happy draft day. Hope your team gets the, uh, the players that you want, as long as it's not the players that I want. And see you on the other side, with all due respect. <clears throat> With all due respect, um, I saw a meme or something the other day. Basically, I'm paraphrasing because I forget exactly what it said, but it's like a lot of us are more burnt out than we realize. And when I thought about that for a second, I was like, damn, that's probably really true. So I think it's important, especially summer is approaching. 
And for a lot of people, myself included, a lot of this stuff is just starting to run together because we've been at home so long and things haven't really been what we quantify as normal. So it's important to uh, take some time off for yourself. Do something fun. Just like, just kind of unplug. Like, um, you know, if you normally check emails in the evenings or on the weekends or something like that, just don't do that for a few days or something. And just... <laughs> Like take it, take yourself out, do something. Um, watch the draft. Go have something to eat. Yeah, watch the draft. It's getting warmer out in most American cities. Uh, go sit outside and eat somewhere. Have you a drink? Whatever. Get your favorite dessert. Whatever. Watch a movie. Play a video game. Whatever. Just do something to kind of break up the monotony and give yourself a little reprieve. With all due respect. 